The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my good friend and esteemed host, is, is with us. And you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders, coaches, and executives to perform in the top 10%. You know, we always bring on great people who have a, a great story, good tips and tools. And uh, today, we have a real inspirational uh, story that we'd like for you to hear, and it's from uh, Richie Parker. Let me say a little bit about Richie here, and then we'll, we'll bring him on. Today's show will, will feature an engaging conversation with a motivational speaker, Richie Parker, and focuses on his compelling and inspirational life. Well, his story was captured in one of the most motivational ESPN videos of all time, shows the many challenges of, and inspiration of a real American hero. Born without arms, Richie is a top engineer for NASCAR and now a graduate student who speaks to millions through his courageous actions every day. Richie shares his perspectives on motivational leadership while loving life and living it in all he does during the day's program. So hopefully if you haven't seen the uh, ESPN video, you're going to hear his voice today, but it would really be good to kind of to watch that and see video see, you know, Richie uh, in his day-to-day operation. And let me bring on Dr. Kathy Greenberg, who for many of you who don't know, um, has been the founder of four consultancies, three leadership institutes. She has a uh, free iPhone app called Your Happiness Now. And her latest book uh, is Fearless Leaders Sharpen Your Focus, really focuses on special forces, sports athletes, global executives, and I like Kathy kind of adding the science of courage. So, Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Riley. And I have to say today is, is going to be an exciting show for me in particular because I have been um, a respectful admirer of Rich Parker's now for some time. Uh, I first came across his ESPN video several years ago, and uh, as you know, Raleigh, having worked alongside of me with Special Forces and in the business community, I use Richie's ESPN video on his courageous life to talk about our fearless leaders four-quadrant model, which is act with, you know, what we call courage, respond with resilience, think with a higher consciousness and engage with the mindset for success. I cannot think of anybody more inspiring than Richie, especially with our special forces guys who, you know, who are trained in particular to go beyond 
what we would call the average working warrior as elite warriors. And I think of Richie as an elite warrior who's going to teach us a lot about ourselves, um, our boundaries, how we can overcome them, and the challenges all of us face day to day. Now, before we bring Richie on, I just want to make sure that our fantastic audience that we've had now for eight years and um, the audience that really understand, understands, uh, you know, what we do and why we do it, um, who Dr. Relly Nadler is. And, of course, in addition to being my co-host, Relly is a master-level certified executive coach and psychologist. Relly has a great book out called Emotional Intelligence, excuse me, Leading with Emotional Intelligence. And uh, he shares hundreds of his tools in this top-ranked book to help all of us become star performers across all industries. And you can visit Relly at truenorthleadership.com. And you can get free downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence, including uh, his free iApp leadership keys at the iTunes store. And Relly, would you just remind everybody how they can get all the free bonuses you have to or have to offer um, yeah. that they can just you know get by going to your website? Yep. So the website, like Kat said, truenorthleadership.com. And then if you have a smartphone, you can text EI, stands for Emotional Intelligence Central to the number 38470. That's EI Central to 38470, and that'll hook you into getting some of the um, <clears throat> free tools and things. So, Kathy, maybe say a little bit of how you, how you got your intro into Richie, and then we'll, we'll start uh, talking to him and, and hear more about... Uh, Excited. For a lot of reasons. Um, primarily, he's been certainly one of my, and I'll just be honest about it, one of my heroes. Uh, I, um, I came across uh, Richie by sheer accident, uh, looking for exciting and different motivational speakers. And uh, Parker um, works as a body and chassis component designer for the four NASCAR Sprint Cup Series team of Hendrick Motorsports. And um, you'll see when you watch his video, if you go to his video, and we'll give you that website later, uh, engineers as you know, are highly trained technicians. Well, Richie, uh, as an engineer, uses his feet to design vehicle components and incorporate adjustments uh, based on feedback from the organization's crew chiefs and their drivers. And um, in South Carolina, uh, where he is a native, he believes in taking responsibility for your life and your career and never giving up until you reach your goals. Uh, Richie had a, a very unique non-genetic birth defect in which his limbs were not formed. It's called bilateral amelia. And, you know, his parents, what loving, inspiring, and blessed human beings uh, to have Richie in their life, uh, just would not give up. They did everything that they uh, could in their power to make his life as normal if we can use the word normal for anybody these days, <laughs> normal life is possible. And, um, you know, Richie has been profiled by ESPN, by many others. Uh, and he is one of those inspiring people who will just overcome any obstacle. And I will tell you this. I met Richie in person over the phone through a special forces friend of mine by the name of Cody Nix, who works at Hendricks Motorsports. And um, I was thrilled when I got through to Richie a few months ago and have uh, 
just become very enamored with his sweet voice. He is a very kind person. And um, Parker has been honored by the National Inclusion Project as a champion of inclusion recipient. He is growing his responsibilities um, at uh, Hendrick Motorsports, and he's also now a graduate student. And when he called me this week to talk about the show, he was in the car driving eight hours, and he was on the phone with me. And all I could think of was, oh, my gosh, I've got to get Richie off the phone so he gets home safely. So, Richie Parker, bless you, and thank you for being on our show today. Oh, thanks for having me. So, Richie, we always kind of talk about with people have influenced you, and I did, like I said, I saw the video, and I'm sure it's it's probably your your folks, but maybe talk a little bit about, you know, who have been the main influences, you know, for you, you know, from your family, and maybe there's others in the business world. I would say the main influence for me growing up would be my parents. They just, uh, for one, they raised me to, to, to be myself and not really think of myself as being different than anybody else. I didn't, I tell people a lot of times, I didn't really know that I had a disability until I would leave the house or leave my my family environment and then go to a store or go to some other setting. And that's when other people would make uh, mention of it or or make it an issue. Uh, Growing up with my parents, it was just, it was just, it was my normal. And I'm, I'm thankful that they raised me that way. They raised me with a strong foundation to understand that that uh, God doesn't make mistakes and, and God is in charge of my life and and so that, that that helps me as I go through life and understanding certain situ- situations and in dealing with certain situations, understanding that you know, I, you're going to have challenges along the way, but uh, but you can get through those things and and part of those those challenges are, are there to, to make you stronger. So I would say they were my biggest influence. I've had many family members and friends along the way and, and, and teachers that have, that have helped me every step of the way. So just, just a lot of people, a lot of people that have helped me become the person that I am today. Richie, I would love for you to talk about how you got um, to, to Hendrix. Um, I think that's a very unique story as well before we get into the main part of the interview. Okay. Yeah, um, I I went to school at Clemson University for uh, mechanical engineering, and I was about to graduate from Clemson. This was back in 2005, and and like a lot of students, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do at that time. I was applying for different jobs, and I think I had uh, one job was going to be just at a at a plant, what I or I would be a shop or a shop floor engineer. Um, the other opportunity was to do weapons projectile testing uh, on a naval base. And uh, both of those things, I wasn't too excited about either one of those options, but they were pretty much full-time job opportunities. I had a friend that that was a fan of NASCAR and, and had a few friends in college that were NASCAR fans, and they mentioned that as an opportunity. Um, I was always interested in the automotive industry, but couldn't see myself living in Michigan I grew up in South Carolina my whole life, so I just had no desire to, to move north. Uh, but this was an opportunity that was still in the southeast. Uh, so I looked into uh, a couple of job opportunities, and I found one internship that I applied for. And it just so happened that that internship was with Hendrick Motorsports, and I was selected for that internship. Uh, but it was a 10-week internship, so 
at that point, I'm thinking, well, I will be out of college and this is only 10 weeks, so I need to have a plan after that. And my plan was I was going to go on the internship at Hendrick Motorsports for 10 weeks, and then I would go into law school. So that was my plan. I, I purchased LSAT uh, study material and made plans to, to move to Charlotte just for 10 weeks. And I did the internship, and, and they asked me to stay on for two more weeks, and I got a full-time job offer. And that was back in 2005, and I'm still there today. So so my, my law school plans got put on hold, <laughs> and uh, this, this became a good start to a career for me. Now, I'm very excited about this because when we were talking the other day, in addition to going back to school, you said that your responsibilities have been increasing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Are you free to discuss that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, just, just here recently, I was uh, put in a new role where I'm able to uh, lead a group of of our design engineers. So it's, uh, it's a new challenge just with a lot of the other things I have going on right now, but uh, I, I enjoy it. Um, I like leading, and uh, I hope that I can contribute and, and be even more of an asset here at the company than I was before. You know, it's just fascinating. I am um, I am so thrilled to have you with us uh, today, Richie. We're going to go take a quick break, and um, I hope we'll have a lot more exciting conversation with you. So please don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. 
We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Today we're talking with Richie Parker, a very inspirational story that was um, many people saw on ESPN, and, and we're really happy, Richie, that you're with us. So maybe uh, before we get to some of our other questions, how did you know? How did uh, ESPN, and I guess maybe if it was through NASCAR, how did they find you? Which then kind of opened up your story to you know millions of people. I would say the uh, first seven years of my career here, I had uh, I would get requests to do interviews or things like this. I like the ESPN video, and and I avoided those things for for the longest time. Uh, for one, I like to I like to contribute. I like to be an asset, but I like to do things behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize how many people are involved here at Hendrick Motorsports to, to make our cars successful. Um, we have right now we have about 600 people here as part of the just the racing side of our team. So it's it's a lot of people that are involved. So I don't I don't like to be the one that's singled out um, when I know so many other people are contributing. But for seven years I would get those requests and I would say no. And and it got to the point where uh, in 2013 uh, we received a few more requests. And uh, so we talked about it and and some of the folks here at Hendrick Motorsports had a relationship with uh, some of the producers at ESPN that were interested in doing something as well. And uh, so I went back and talked to some family, and I talked to my talked to some friends. And, you know, my goal at that time, to be honest, I had two goals. One was I knew that if I shared some of my life, that it would be inspirational to to some people. Um, to me, in my life, in a lot of ways, it's kind of boring to be honest with you. But I know when other people uh, look at my life, it's not that way. But um, so that was one goal, and the other goal is to be. Frankly, honest with you, was I was hoping that if I did the uh, the the feature with ESPN, that they would uh, some of the other requests would die down and folks would leave me alone, and uh, that that backfired on me. So I agreed to do it, and, and uh, that didn't work out as planned. But um, but but you know, things things that work out uh, for the good for the good of, of God, and, and that's what happened in this case. I think a lot of people were were motivated by the video and inspired by it. It takes me out of my comfort zone a little bit, like I said, because I like to be behind the scenes and do things yeah. in that way. But but uh, I think you know, it, it helped some other people, and so many messages I received indicated that was the case. So um, it, it worked out to the good. Well, one of the things that has worked out for the good, I can tell you for sure, is when I share your video uh, with our military folks who are always looking for motivation and inspiration, especially on those tough days uh, when they realize that they're they're putting themselves at risk and, uh, you know, may not be able to be with their loved ones on the holidays. They, um, they always get uh, a boost from hearing about you and what you do. How, how do others motivate you, Richie? What is it you look for? Um, I, I try to look at examples from other people, and, and my dad, and I don't mean for this to sound uh, negative at all, but my dad would always tell me, you know, you can learn 
you can learn things from, from people in a positive way, but you can also take just as many uh, uh, lessons, life lessons from people that do things in a negative way as well. So I, um, I just try to be observant at all times, uh, looking at examples of, in life and, and try to take bits and pieces away from, from everything that I observe. But as far as my true motivation, I try to make sure that, that that's internal as much as possible. Um, because a lot of times when you're in situations and it and it's only you and 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 God, so you don't really have someone else to lean on. And I think that when there are times when you can look at someone else and someone else motivates you, then I look at that as just it's a blessing and it's like icing on the cake. But as, as far as how I get through my daily life, I try to make sure that that um, it's it's about my personal goals and my personal motivation. I just try to make sure that I'm not satisfied. Um, it, it, as I go along my daily daily routine, and, and that's what pushes me. So, Rich, I have a question for you. So, um, like you said, I think what was so moving is that you didn't feel like you had a, a, any kind of disability until you left the house. And then, you know, you're in the work world. How do, how do you deal with others who probably are more, who are more awestruck by what you're, you know, who you are, what you're doing than you are? You seem like a very humble Kind of person, and so when you kind of when you first meet people, I imagine they they probably feel uncomfortable to some level. You know, um, how do you you know how do you deal with that? Do you pick that up, and are you able to kind of have your story that puts them at ease, or you know, how do you deal with you know kind of the, the people around you? Um, I, I'm aware of it when, when I meet people, but I, I'll be honest. I try to make that less of an issue um, than than making it an issue. So I'll try to move the, the conversation or the situation we're dealing with on to, to what's important, which is, you know, if it's in the workplace, it's whatever the issue is and whatever the job is at hand. It's, it's right. not about my physical disability or, yeah. or someone else's physical ability. Um, I think one thing, as I get the opportunity to go out and speak to people and speak to groups, I try to get people to understand that we are all dealing with some sort of challenge yeah. You know, people can look at me and they can look on the surface and see that some of my challenges are are physical in nature, but I can stand in front of a group of, of hundreds of people and know that everyone in that room is dealing with something. It, it might be it might be uh medical issues, it might be a physical disability, it could be uh, it could be depression, which which we see in our society today that so many people are dealing with and, and, and a lot of times it's not easy to see those things. Yeah. But we're all dealing with something, and I try to get people to understand that, you know, whatever your situation is, I believe is, is God gave that to you, and and it's an opportunity. You know, I, have, I have a former boss that used to, whenever we had a situation or an issue at work, he would say, you know, hey, guys, we have an opportunity. And it was an opportunity to solve that problem. And to me, when you have issues in life, it's an opportunity to make you stronger. Um, I would say the times that, I feel like I have grown the most as a person, uh, professionally or personally, would be times when, when my back was against the wall, when things weren't really going well at, at, the, at the moment. And I think just understanding that and understanding those trials in life, those tribulations in life are going to come, uh, just understanding that and processing that in the right way helps you to deal with it, helps you to, to get through that situation and move on to the next challenge. Rich, when you speak to to groups or audiences as a motivational speaker, what do you love to focus on and and why? Is there something in particular you think you can help people with? 
Um, I, one thing I try to focus on, like I mentioned, is just challenges and, and, and understanding that, that people have to, to find that internal motivation a lot of times in life. Another big thing that I try to focus on is attitude. And one one quote I love I love certain quotes. And one quote that I like to share with a lot of people is a quote from Maya Angelou, which is, "If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, then change your attitude." And and I don't I don't like to use the word can't, but in life there are certain things that that God has just predetermined that we can't change, right? And and in those situations, I believe the only thing we can do is have a positive attitude at times. But, Sometimes we just need to have a positive attitude long enough to, to get through whatever that situation is or whatever that that uh, obstacle in, in in our path is. That couldn't agree with you more on that one. And then you know, it sounds like this idea of changing your attitude. It, you know, you just it seemed like a very purpose-driven uh, person. So do you just kind of go get back to that? You know, when when it's hard for you to uh, deal with something or you're feeling down about something. How do you how, how do you bring yourself back? And that's kind of what Kathy's talking about is the sense of this kind of courage and resilience. What what do you use? Uh, my biggest thing is, and I tell people I, I I'm not perfect. I don't think any of us are. So I have moments where I get frustrated. Um, the biggest thing is that I've learned along the way that is that I need to make sure that those times of frustration are are just that. They're just moments. And I don't let those things linger into to hours and days and, and, and years even. Um, I, I have to understand that what my goal is. And if I focus on solving my problems instead of uh, just being consumed by my problems, then those situations won't last long. You know, Richie, that's so great. Kathy and I talk a lot about brain neuroscience, and, and you're saying it in different words. But, you know, the way that we know you can change the brain is with attention and focus. And so it sounds like, you know, you can get caught up in the frustration, but you're going, you know, you're not letting that stay with you too long. You're changing your attention, you're changing your focus. And in a sense, all of a sudden that kind of pulls you out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When I, um, when I look at the video, which I have many, many times, uh, Richie, I mean, you, you, you distinguish in your life between challenges and, and situations. Uh, here's an example. Um, there's a scene of you repairing an automobile, and you're using a piece of equipment. I don't even know what it's called, but you are underneath a car, and there are sparks flying all over the place. Now, most people who use that equipment, um, you know, I don't know if it's a soldering tool or a cutting tool, but there's all kinds of stuff flying all over you. Most of those people use gloves. You don't have gloves on your feet. So, when you're distinguishing between a life challenge, like getting burned or getting injured versus a, you know, uh, uh, or a situational challenge, I should say, versus a life challenge, you know, that, that really shows people the distinctions. What, what would you say is the way you shape your view of distinguishing between a life challenge and a situational challenge? Yeah, um, yeah. When, when it shows me working on the car, there, there are probably some oh, things I could I could do to to, to be safer. Um, <laughs> but but at the same time, you know, I'm I just, just saying. I, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I grew up around around old cars and working on things with my dad, and and uh, I mean, those are just just a few sparks flying off. I was cutting something on the car. That's it. It's nothing nothing too serious, but. At well, the same time, you if you're going hurt. to do things yeah. like that, you're going to work on cars. You have to, you have to be tough. 
<laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, just this life, and I, I try to challenge myself um, constantly. I mean, I like to, as much as possible, work on things around the house and work on my old car projects because to me that's challenging. And to me, it, as I work through those types of things, it helps me deal with, with other challenges in life, just uh, things that I don't present uh, myself, things that just I encounter in life that we all do. It just helps me deal with those challenges in the same way and understanding that if I stick with it, I'm going to get through that challenge. And I, I think it's something I learned at a young age, and I tell people from time to time, just with my disability, a lot of times uh, when I was growing up, things wouldn't work the first time or the second time that I tried to do it. Sometimes it took the, the 20th or 30th time for me to figure out how to do something. Um, but that that helps me in my current job or my current role because I, I don't know when to say when. I don't know when to stop or when to quit because I know that if I stick with it, there is there is a solution to the problem. Well, that that's very, I'm just sitting here, and that's very heartening because as a parent myself, when I watched you get on that bike, and you're steering with your head and your neck, and you have no helmet on, and all I could think was, how many times did that young man get on that bike before it worked the way you wanted it to? That It's not only you having mm. that diligence and that focus, Richie, but your parents giving you the freedom to learn and to do that as well. That's such a gift from your parents. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Growing up, I mean, my friends in the neighborhood had bikes, so it's like I I had a bike too. And I would say you know, I started off with training wheels just like they did and, and huh. soon got to the point where I threw those things away and, and uh, just, just rode the bike just like, like they would. Well, thank the so, Lord because I, mean, I didn't know about the training wheels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that was, that was when I was much younger, but... But I mean, yeah. I look now. I guess. I guess looking back on that, people say, "Oh, you didn't have a helmet on." But like I said, we growing up, we had to be tough. So, uh, she fall so, once well, or my twice. Mother was, it, my mother was from the south, and she'd say, "Kathy, it's going to knock some sense into you." So go ahead and do exactly, it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You fall once or twice. You learn you don't want to do that anymore. You figure out a way to stay on top of that bike. <laughs> so, Rich, I got a uh, question for you. When you speak to to groups. You know, what do you, what do you like to focus on more? And, you know, is it more kind of your personal story or kind of professional outlook, you know, or is it kind of a blend? Like, you know, I'm sure you have, when you speak to groups, you kind of have your key points kind of wired. What, where do you like to focus the most? Like I said, I try to focus on attitude and I try to focus on uh, just motivation. And, and, and to me, I try to focus on what that group would consider success. And uh, I was reading as part of uh, grad school, one of the articles we had to read recently was uh, How Will You Measure Your Life, a uh, Harvard Business Re- Review article. Yeah. And, and it, right. just, it, it gave some some, some key notes and, and guidelines to live by. And, and But one big thing is, you know, what what is what metric are you going to use to measure success in your life? Yeah. Um, is, is it cars? Is it money? And, and, and I think, you know, what I try to do and what that article says is, Really, your life should be measured by the impact that you you have on others. Mm. I think that's the most important thing in our lives is to, to have a positive impact on other people. And uh, so, when I go to talk to other people, that's my goal. And, and I try to get away from my story as much as possible, yeah. uh, because I tell people when I was growing up, I would have we would have motivational speakers come by school or, or other other places, um, and 
And I felt, to me, motivational speaker was was a bad word, right? Because that person would get up on the stage and they'd run around the stage and and get everybody excited, and and then the next day you would forget what the person said. Yeah. And and and, and I don't want to be that kind of person. I want I want people to leave after after I had a chance to share with them. Um, I want them to to leave with a mindset that they're going to to make some changes internally. You know, they're not going to focus on what my story was and my history because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter to that person. It, it's about them and it's about it's about the uh the things that they plan on doing in life and the things they want to overcome in life. So that's what I try to focus on. I try to focus mm. on the person and not not me. Well we're gonna learn a lot more from you, Richie, but we're gonna to go to a break right now. We're listening to Rich Parker here on Leadership Development News. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. 
Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having a fantastic, engaging conversation with Richie Parker. And uh, you can learn more about Richie Parker. You just Google him and ask about the ESPN video on Google, or you can put in uh, Richie Parker, uh, a NASCAR engineer. Richie, when we went to the break, we were talking about what you do. And in addition to being a you know professional engineer and a student, you do a lot for other people. And when you and I were speaking the other day, you said, Kathy, if I can touch one person, just one person, um, that that would make you very, very happy. Tell me a little bit more about the kind of people that you usually touch and how do you know when you've had that impact? Um, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I guess a lot of times I probably have a, an impact on more people than, than I realize just because I'm, I'm so focused on, on a daily basis on what I should be doing in life. And, and uh, a lot of times now I will go places and people have, they recognize me because they have seen the ESPN video, but I'm so focused on what I'm doing that day or where I'm going. And, and I, and, you know, I, my hope is that, that God uh, uses me in any situation I'm in to, uh, to have a positive impact on other people. But, yeah, but also with, with some of the speaking that I've done recently, I've, I've had an opportunity to have an impact on, on pretty diverse group of, of people. I've, I've gone to, uh, the, Alabama School for the Deaf and the Blind and, and had a chance to, to share with uh, the, the, some of the students and staff members uh, of that institution and also had a chance to talk to uh, like the Clemson football team before their season last year and also the Virginia Tech football team before their season. So it just, it's not all about talking about or talking to groups that, that share similar disabilities as I do because like I mentioned, it, it's the issues we deal with in life, they're different, but they're the same. Uh, they're, they're different in, in detail, but the way we overcome those situations, I believe, is, is similar. So uh, just, oh, I agree. I've been blessed to have to been, had the opportunity to go and speak to, to many different groups. That is amazing, and I'm thinking to myself, we're going to have to get you out to some of our, our special forces. So if you haven't made a visit yet, we're going to plan one of those for you if you're up for it. Hey, I want to yes, ask ma'am. you, when you think about life lessons, that you've learned, what what would you what would you think are the most telling or the most important and the ones you want to truly share the most when you when you speak about yourself and and these if you will invisible disabilities that we all have? Uh, I think the biggest thing is I think a lot of people give up or, or quit before they should. Um, and I think that's the biggest life lesson that I have learned. Uh, I believe in life you just have to stick with the situations that you're going with. You just have to stick with it, and you have to give it your all and, and understand that the time that it takes to overcome certain things is, is not set in stone, and, it, and sometimes we just have to stick with it uh, longer than we think we should at times to overcome those situations. And uh, it might be different if if situation you're dealing with, like I mentioned, if you have a physical disability or if you have depression, I think sticking with it and and also understanding that those situations and the difficult things that you go through are there to make you stronger. And I think if you expect that and understand that, it's a lot easier to to deal with it. So that, that that's the biggest thing I would say. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think you know, when we talk about the fearless leaders sharpening your focus, 
uh, 12 success secrets, that is one of them, is a lot of people are afraid to give 100% and they're afraid yeah. to stay focused on something because they can use that as an excuse, you know? They can say, I, I well, say, you I know. Would, I would say one other thing I, I, I would like to share is that, um, you know, I have, I have one friend that uh, he's a former NFL player, and I've, I've shared this story many times when I got the chance to speak to different groups. And and he talks about some of the challenges he had growing up and having a father that was an uh, alcoholic. And he talked about how difficult that was. And he was speaking to a group of students, and that was my opportunity to get up after him and speak. And, and while I was speaking to the, the students, I was thinking, you know, I wouldn't want to deal with the situation that he dealt with as a child and dealing with a father that was alcoholic and was, was rarely at home and wasn't supportive. So I would not trade my situation for his because I had a loving family and loving friends around. Uh, but at the same time, he probably wouldn't want to trade with me and grow up without arms. And and the thing I take away from that is, is that we all have to run our own race. Um, and that that's the biggest thing in life. I, you know, one thing I share sometimes is First Corinthians uh, nine verses twenty four to twenty five is, is is just that. You know, we all have our own race to run, and uh, we have to we understand that that our race is our race, and it's there to make us stronger. And we can't get too consumed by what other people are dealing with or what we think they aren't dealing with, and trust that everyone is dealing with something. But we just have to focus on what our situation is. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And one of the things that I would tag on to that with great affection and respect for that message is you also have to show up ready. You know, you can't just show up and assume that it's going to happen if you don't prepare. Um, I guess what I want to ask you, Richie, as you think about your life, I mean, you've achieved so much. Um, You've impacted so many people. You're, you're now in graduate school. What, what's going on in graduate school? What, what degree are you going for, and how do you prepare for these goals? It's interesting that you say be prepared because uh, you know I'm in grad school right now to uh, to get my MBA, and um, a lot of people ask me now, say, well, you know, what are you going to school for, and why are you doing it? And uh, one of the big reasons was I felt like I needed another challenge, and I tell people also I don't know what's ahead, but I want to be prepared. And that, that's why I'm doing it. Um, I don't know exactly what God has in store for me, but I felt like I needed I needed more to be prepared for whatever may be ahead for me. And that's that's the main reason why I'm in school right now. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. What are you focused on? Uh, it's a focus. It's an MBA program that the focus is on innovation and entrepreneurship. Uh, so I would say the entrepreneurship side might be something that will help me uh, in the future and the innovation side of, of, of our program is something that, that will definitely help me in my current role. Well, I think you've been an innovator since you were a child, and I think your parents have instilled a lot of innovation and entrepreneurship in you, so bless their hearts. So let me let me ask you this question. What's on your bucket list? <laughs> my bucket list, it, it changes all the time. Uh, I would say just, just from a hobby <laughs> standpoint, I, I, I really enjoy classic cars, so I'm always uh, out hunting and, and looking for, for rare parts and t- to restore classic cars because that's what I enjoy the most. But it, it changes a lot. I would say two years ago, one thing that was on my bucket list was uh, to, to run a 5K. And two years ago, I, I made I made my uh, physical health a, a priority and just, just started exercising more and, and eating better. And, and I got to the point where, you know, from the beginning of 2013, 
to, uh, let's say, the end of 14, I lost over 50 pounds, right at 60 pounds. And, uh, wow. And, and last year I ran two 5Ks for the, for the first time in my life. So that was something that wasn't even an option prior to that. I, I could run now, a few what, hundred what feet and be like? winded. So. Yeah. Oh, please. Oh, it was just, just very... Oh man, I, I started off just walking a lot because <laughs> that's about all I, I, I could do. Uh, just walked a lot. I would, I would uh, leave work every day and head to the park and walk like crazy. And then I'd get to the point where I could run a little bit, and I'd, I'd walk and run and, and do as much running as I could at the time. And I got to the point where I could run a mile, and, and I would just continue to push and push until I got to the point where I felt like I could run a 5K. And uh, a family that I know was was. Uh, sponsoring a 5K in, in their son's uh, memory, and I decided I'd, I'd pick that as the the my goal date. I ran that 5K. It took me a while, but I got it done. I ran the whole way. That was my goal. And then uh, earlier this year, I did that same 5K. So a year later, and uh, improved my time by about four minutes. So it, it's something I enjoy uh, just just to push myself. I don't I don't think my legs and, and my hips are, are up to a lot of running in the future. So I try to. I try to pace myself and not do too much, not, not overdo it, but um, it's definitely well, something I enjoy because it's a challenge. And and it is, and it, it was for a good reason, but I just want to pause for a second and think about this, Richie, as you're telling the story. Most people who run a 5K or prepare for a 5K, they can rest between what they're doing when they're exercising and preparing and when they're working. And think about this for a second. You were working and then using the same tools that you use at work to run and to prepare for a marathon. Like, how, like, did you consider that? Did you think about the amount of energy that you would be expending and how, you know, how you would be able to go to work the next day after you were practicing for a 5K? Not really. Um, I don't know. I just, growing up, I, I never was really allowed to. To, to be tired, essentially. I mean, if you're tired, you, you are tired, but just kind of keep going. I could. It has a lot to do with just how I was raised. I, on the weekends and as soon as before the sun was up, my dad had me up, and, and we were up and we were doing things. We were always busy, and uh, he's that same way today. And then I'm I'm very much the same way. We just we're always doing. We're always trying to stay busy. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it this well, way, but it's, it's kind of like you know, hey, we, we can we can sleep when we're dead, you know. We just try to go for yeah. it and make the most of each day. I was just going to say that we, we say that quite often. Yeah, it's it's not a nice thing, but we say it anyway. <laughs> you can you can sleep when you're dead. So you exactly. you are not a slacker, I take it. So what else is on this bucket list of yours? Um, just just trying to push myself and challenge myself because um, I, I want to get through grad school, and I hope. At some point, that I'll, I'll be able to own my own business and, and also have some some nonprofit initiatives that can can uh, have an impact on other people. But um, like I said, it, it's changing right now. I'm just I haven't been pushing myself to do as many 5Ks, but I'm just in the in the gym a good bit, just trying to push myself in that way, just just trying to exercise and and uh, do anything I can to, to physically. Uh, push myself as much as possible. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, I might be tired the next day, but I think it helps me get through through work after doing that as well. It, it's relaxing. And, it, it's tough and it, it's tiring, but it's yeah. also relaxing. Well, let me, let me ask you, how can our, how can our audience 
support and celebrate your continued success. Are there any are there any websites or anything that you're interested in, any charities, anything we can do uh, that we can support you with, and where would we go to do that? Um, I would say this. Uh, for me personally, there isn't really anything. I, you know, I do some public speaking when I have time to do it, and I do that through uh, Kelly Wolf at Octagon. But as far as just helping other people, one, one thing that's near and dear to my heart is the Shriners Hospital. And that, that's uh, a group that I would like to be able to help more of in the future. So I'm, ho- I'm hoping that I will find ways that I can contribute and be an asset to those folks because they did a lot for me when I was growing up. So say the name of the company again, the, the organization. The, the Shriners Hospital. The Shriners Hospital. And yeah, then you just, said Octagon Speakers Group. So Kelly Wolf yes, at sir. Octagon Speakers Group, and they can yes, find sir. her. Um, very easily by Googling Octagon Speakers Group and then looking for Kelly. So we're um, we're so happy uh, that you spent some time with us today. We are delighted that you're back in school and challenging yourself and figuring out what you want to do with the rest of your life because you are a very young man with, all, as we like to say, a lot of runway. Um, it's just been amazing having this uh, conversation with you. We're going to be right back. Uh, So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're going to spend a few more minutes here with our featured guest, Richie Parker, and you can learn more about Richie Parker. Um, just You can Google him. You can Google him, Richie Parker ESPN. You'll see a video come up. You'll also learn about him if you go to Richie Parker Hendricks Motorsports or NASCAR. So, Richie, before we went um, to the break, we were, you know, talking about your bucket list and during the break, I was asking you, when, when you see people around you who become angry or stressed or overwhelmed, and in your business, you know, you've got a lot riding on those cars, and you've got drivers whose careers are riding on those cars, and of course, the Hendricks family's got huge investments. And as nice 
a group of people as you work with, you know, every once in a while people can get angry, stressed, or overwhelmed about a situation. What, what kind of coaching would you give them? And as a new leader, you know, having your own team, so exciting. What, what do you think you can do to help those around you when you see them in, in that state? Yeah, well, when it's at work or, or someone that I know that uh, it might be, I can, I can tell that their personality or their mood is a little bit out of character, I, I will approach that person and, and try to try to talk them through it. And, and I try to be myself each day, which when I, when I am myself, I'm positive and, and I have a smile on my face. So most people know, too, if, I, if I'm walking around, I don't have a smile on my face and something is very wrong. And uh, I usually try to snap out of that as, as quickly as possible. But I try to just make sure that, that I try to be a good listener and also give uh, the best advice that I can in certain situations, but get people to understand that whatever they're frustrated with, whatever they're dealing with, is, is it's just short term, you know, and then just got to snap out of that and work our way through it. I wish I was a little bit more outgoing when it came down to strangers, you know, I'm probably not to that extent. But I, at the same time, I, I try to be myself. I try to be positive at all times. And I, I think that uh, it relates to a lot of people. And I think they're able to to, to take from, from my positivity things that they could use in their own situation. I And I would agree with that. I think when when people come across someone who has a visible disability versus someone who does not, and many of us, as you know, do have lots of disabilities, even though you can't see them. Um, it's hard. Yes, it's ma'am. hard to yeah. know what to share. But, you know, let me ask you this. All of our audience, our business professionals, professional coaches, talent managers, and, you know, people who are working with business professionals, um, working warriors, sports athletes, you've said that You've learned a lot of coaching from your parents, uh, from your church. Uh, obviously, you've been gifted to have friends who are, you know, NFL athletes, other athletes, obviously NASCAR athletes. What kind of, of coaching style do you prefer, and and how do you incorporate that into uh, how you work every day and how you think you're going to manage your team? Oh, I think I like to I like to lead by example. For one, uh, I like to do things the right way, and I think that, uh, and I try to work hard. And I think if, if other people see you working hard and you're doing things the right way, um, they're more likely to, to follow you in that way. And they're going into this new role. I've tried to look at other people and uh, get advice from some other people. And I, one person I, I respect, at least the way that that uh, he goes about his life and he he runs his team, is uh, Coach Coach Sweeney at Clemson. And one thing that he always talks about is just having the the right culture around your organization that you want to have, and uh, and and showing people that you care for them. And I think if if you do those things, then people will will work hard for you, and they'll they'll give their all. A lot of that, you know, sometimes it means just having empathy for for a certain situation that somebody's going through, um, and 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 showing that you care. Uh, so that that's to me that's the thing: having the right culture that you want to have. And uh, making sure that you do everything to, to foster that that environment. Well, I couldn't have said it any better. I could not have said it any better myself. You have you've truly been an inspiration uh, for us and for our listeners. And I hope everybody goes out and watches your video. And if they think of a speaker that they'd like to have come and 
visit with them when you're finished with your degree and you have more time <laughs> to focus on that. We'll certainly look forward to hearing more from you and about you. And if there's anything any of us Thank can you. do to support and celebrate your success, Richie, we are we are here to help. And you have been an amazing guest, and we're so delighted and blessed to have had you with us today. So thank you so much for joining us on Leadership Development News. And for those of you who've tuned in, thank you for tuning in to tune up your leadership performance. And we look forward to sharing Richie with you in the future. God bless everybody. Be well. Thanks, Richie. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.